0: Hi, I'm Karen.
1: And I'm Ron.
0: And this is Karen
1: and Ron.
0: Wait, is that how we're starting?
1: Yeah, I guess that's fine.
0: It's it's pretty self-explanatory. I don't think we have to say it.
1: Oh, cuz cause, cause it's in the title.
0: It's it's in the it's in the You know, you know what? Just just kitty music It's fine, whatever. Come on Ron, we're almost at the top! Damn, it does look pretty up here.
1: Do we have to go all the way to the top? Aren't we high enough right here?
0: Can you just hurry up? By the time it gets up there, The Log's gonna premiere a new series.
1: I heard that. And you know what? At least they have original programming.
0: Well, can't argue with that. And seriously, you cannot argue with this view. It's beautiful.
1: It is great. You can see everything from the top of this mountain.
0: Good thing I encouraged you to go on this hike. You'd still be snoring in bed if I didn't wake you.
1: Oh, ha, ha! Hey, hey! Look at those—so those Douglas fir trees down there, and and pine trees over there.
0: How can you tell the Douglas fir from up here?
1: By the way, it is.
0: <laughs> Natural-born biologist, I see. Oh, and look how cute those sweet little birds right there. Where? Look, right there on the tree branch. They made a nest for themselves. That's so cute.
1: I don't know. It looks—it looks a little fishy to me.
0: What? They're not bothering anyone. Oh, Mama's feeding her babies.
1: Mama might also be an animal spy. Better be more careful.
0: Animal spy?
1: Animal spy.
0: What are you talking about?
1: What do you think I'm talking about, Karen? Animal espionage.
0: Animal espionage? What is that?
1: It's when people use animals to spy on other people, like birds, of course, and lizards, dolphins, and sharks.
0: Why have I never heard of this?
1: (laughs) Because they're pretty good, I guess.
0: So you're telling me that those little birds right there, somehow, some way, are spies put there by the government?
1: It's a possibility. We cannot rule it out.
0: You know what? That's completely crazy, and there's no way that's true, but we do have quite a hike back, so try and change my mind.
1: Alright, let's, uh, let's take the path down that way, and, and I'll tell you everything there is to know about animal espionage.
0: Really? I cannot wait to see what you have come up with this time.
1: You say that as if I'm always making stuff up. Uh, yeah. All right, all right. I, I do hard research on this stuff. Where? The internet.
0: And you can trust everything you read there, right?
1: I, uh, you know, know how to weed out the bad sites, okay?
0: <laughs> Remember that time with the secret shoppers?
1: Hey, don't bring that one up again. You always bring that up.
0: Yeah, lucky I caught it. You might not be wrong anymore.
1: <laughs> Identity theft is no joke, Karen. Millions of families suffer every year.
0: <laughs> All right, tell me about the rabbit super spies you were yapping about earlier.
1: Again, you say it like that as if it's not serious. It's seriously a joke. Okay, Karen, riddle me this. Riddle? Just, just listen for a second. Think back to what we studied in history, to World War I. What animals did they use to carry messages back and forth from fort to fort, from trench to trench?
0: It was pigeons.
1: Yeah, you're right. Did you know that about 100,000 carrier pigeons were used in the war? The most popular breed was the Racing Homer because it was able to fly at high speeds and at high altitudes. Just to be clear, the Racing Homer is a breed of pigeon. The reason pigeons were used specifically is because of their unique homing ability. Homing in biology is the ability of an animal to identify a place as home or an original location and then be able to navigate towards that place through unfamiliar locations. It's wild. 32 of those pigeons received the Dickin Medal for devotion and gallantry in combat. They were considered war heroes because they could quickly flee situations and notify command about any issues at the front. They can relay messages to and fro. Fro? Why are you picking on my word choice?
0: No, 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 it's great, it's great, keep going.
1: Where was I? Oh yeah. They could do a bunch of things. Some were even strapped with cameras set to take photos at specific times. When the pigeon flew over the enemy encampments, the camera would snap a picture and then the soldiers could get some idea of the battlefield. Remember, this was World War One. The only planes available were biplanes, and people were one, much more easily seen if they flew very low over the enemy, and two, not as able to simply snap pictures from the top of an airplane.
0: Pigeons- Pigeons could easily fly over and get a bunch of intel, I see.
1: Right, so why is it such a crazy idea that there are such things as animal spies? I mean, there once were.
0: I guess so. Not too far-fetched, but who's using them now?
1: Well, nowadays a lot of animal espionage stories are coming out of Israel. Israel? Yep, there are a bunch of animals used by the Israeli government to get an edge in information from all its neighbors. Of course, this force of animals features birds, a wider variety for the harsher climates of the desert. A famous bird in the desert is the griffin vulture. And in the past decade, they've been driven near extinction. And in an effort to repopulate their natural habitats, Tel Aviv University in Israel along with the Israeli government, have been breeding and tagging them to track their movements throughout the area.
0: That's a good thing. People do that with a lot of species now.
1: They do. It is important to keep our ecosystems diverse, and a huge part of that is saving species at the brink of extinction. Hmm. And that is the perfect cover-up for a development of an avian arsenal to spy on people and gain information for security. Now, there's a story of a griffin vulture that crossed the border from Israel to Lebanon. It flew two and a half miles across that border, outside of its natural site, where it was originally placed by the way. Another was caught flying into Saudi Arabia, it had a massive wingspan, 8 feet, and when the Saudis caught it, they saw a GPS tracking device and a tag that said Tel Aviv University on it. Wow! There are other birds too, like the Kestrel and the Benelli's Eagle. The Eagle specifically was caught on numerous occasions, with trackers and other radio devices. And when other countries asked why the eagle was so far out of the way with this expensive equipment, the people at Tel Aviv University responded again, saying it was tracking the movement patterns of the eagle to see where it was eating and where it was nesting.
0: Still, that doesn't give us much confidence to call them animal spies.
1: Sure, why would you not localize all of your avian tracking devices into one university and then every time you get caught, just say that it is part of an animal experiment to track feeding and nesting patterns over the year?
0: Uh, You might be reading into this too much.
1: Well, what about the fact that some species have flown miles over borders? Take those vultures, for example. What is the classic movement pattern of vultures, usually showing up in the Western movies?
0: Oh, they're like circling around in the sky, probably looking for food or something.
1: Yeah, right. And then the music is like, But listen here, the most important part of that image is the flight pattern of the vulture. They naturally, for all species of vulture, have a teetered flight pattern. And they're not as confident flyers as other birds. So what griffin vultures do is use strength in numbers against their prey. When the vultures do their circling maneuver, they will do so together, and no one vulture will be outside of the eyesight of another. Then, they also use calls and other vocal techniques to notify other vultures about their status and to establish dominance amongst their ranks. Once they all find and isolate an animal to prey upon, they fly down together and feed. Now, why would a vulture be so far away from its buddies? Two and a half miles over the border and away from the place it was let loose by the people at the university?
0: I'm still not buying into this.
1: Alright, alright. Let me give you another example. How about uh, reptiles sensitive to the waves set off by atomic devices?
0: (laughs) So the geico lizard is hunting down nuclear bombs, is he now? No,
1: no, no. Listen, reptiles, like lizards, have a high sensitivity to atomic waves that are radiated off of nuclear devices in a nuclear power plant or with nuclear bombs. It was actually in Iran where these lizards were used to track the location of nuclear sites. The military advisor to the leader of Iran said that these lizards were sent by Western countries to find iranium uranium mines and locate places of atomic activity. (sighs)
0: So a cute little lizard travels into a nuclear power plant to find out if there are tests and stuff going on there? Yes. Come on, Ron. You're pulling my leg at this point, And I am not having it. My calves are already burning.
1: Okay, then how about we go over to that clearing, sit on a bench, and get away from the sun for a little bit. I can then tell you about mind-seeking dolphins and attack sharks while we relax.
0: Can't wait.
1: Ah, nice to sit down and rest a spell. Spell? Again with the vocabulary.
0: No, no, no I, I just haven't heard that phrase.
1: Oh, I thought you were mocking again. Spell is sometimes used to reference a short period of time.
0: Uh, nice to sit down and rest for a bit.
1: Okay, let's talk a little bit more about animal espionage while we relax. I mentioned the other two animals I wanted to tell you about because they will help you realize that this form of espionage is a real thing. For one, sharks were used in a story from 2010 that highlights attacks that occurred off the coast of a South Sinai resort called the Sharm El Sheikh Resort in Egypt. It was recorded that these sharks attacked Egyptians off the coast of this resort, and this kind of shark implicated in the attack was a white tip shark. And what the divers that caught the shark said was that they were equipped with what looked like a GPS device, but. It was modified by Israeli agents to transmit a guide signal towards whatever location the people had programmed it.
0: I don't know. This just sounding a little too sci-fi, Aquaman, to me, Ron.
1: But Karen, didn't we just establish, like five minutes ago, that pigeons have a homing ability? Sharks have very high predatorial senses. You've heard the fact that a shark can smell a drop of blood in an Olympic-sized swimming pool, right?
0: They can. Wait, but how does it help them with the GPS thingy?
1: Well, sharks use all their senses to prey upon things. They also have a very strong hearing ability, and range of hearing goes well below the human range, so they can hear things that we can't. This means that the device that was equipped to these sharks could emit some signal that can lead them to the prey. And once they are in range of the target, the nose takes over and they go right into
0: attack. Wow, that's scary.
1: It is. It's like a guided missile shark, more accurate than a torpedo and nearly invisible in the water. They are the perfect predator to be used by these forces.
0: And what about the other animal you referenced?
1: Oh yes, that other animal was the dolphin. Dolphins are frequently used even by the U.S. military for seeking out mines that can then be destroyed by the soldiers. Actually, a somewhat famous dolphin is named K-Dog and he helps out the U.S. Navy find these mines planted within the water. They actually outfitted him with a little camera on his fin and through a feed, the soldiers can see exactly where the bombs are. But some dolphins go beyond the camera. Some are full-fledged attack dolphins. Attack
0: dolphins? But they're so cute,
1: though. No, no, no. These dolphins are the cream of the crop. They are trained by Israeli forces, and one found swimming off the coast of the Gaza Strip seemed to be loaded to the teeth with military equipment.
0: Do dolphins have teeth?
1: Actually, I'm not sure about that. Let me look it up. Do dolphins have teeth. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, take your time.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Signals a little dead up here. Oh, oh, wait, it loaded. It says here that dolphins have 80 to 100 cone-shaped teeth, but they're actually mainly used for trapping food. They usually swallow things without chewing. (laughs) That's funny. So, yeah, where was I? Oh, these dolphins have tracking devices, GPS, recording cameras, and even weaponry. One Palestinian remarked, That when they were spotted in 2015, that he could see killer arrows mounted on the dolphin. Like some kind of harpoon that can really do some damage.
0: Killer harpoons? How does a poor dolphin even swim with all that stuff?
1: Well, the water does provide some buoyancy, Karen, and and they're probably really well trained to get accustomed to all the stuff they have to carry. Oh,
0: you've tired me now, Ron, with all your theories.
1: Facts, Karen?
0: Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Let's get going back down towards the car. I need to sit in some air conditioning for a little bit.
1: Sure, shouldn't be too far down now. But before we go, let me ask, do you believe me?
0: Thank you for listening to an episode of Karen and Ron.
1: A podcast miniseries from The Logs. Please like, follow,
0: and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts.
1: Check out our merch store.
0: With fresh styles inspired by The Logs.
1: Get a transcription of the episode
0: by listening on YouTube, and above all,
1: remember to laugh a little.
0: Nailed it. I know it's good.